Hola, this is Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions, and you're listening to Without Your Head. of decapitation without your head i'm nasty neil and i'm joined by meredith alloway director of deep tissue it's very cool to have you here thank you i'm very excited to be here and talk about the movie um i love all things horror so happy that people you know are are calling this a horror film wasn't necessarily what i was like intending to do when i started off but like i love that this element of the movie is is coming through and i'm always excited to talk about it well that's interesting because uh i always find interest people will argue sometimes like over what genre something is and i always feel it doesn't really matter like as long as if you like it you like it i think some people get you know like uh in the horror world, people get mad. They'll say, like, um, Silence of the Lamb, that's not horror. That's thriller or alien is sci-fi. But I don't, I don't really see why it, what difference it makes. No, absolutely. And I, I think I tend to love the films that people argue over how to categorize them because they are sort of, like, broad-reaching films. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of Ari Aster stuff because it's kind of like, well, is this, like hereditary a family drama or is it a horror or psychological so um i love getting into those debates with people especially at horror film festivals that's always a fun bar talk conversation right yeah i agree and i I was uh, i really liked midsummer by the way it's great oh my gosh i am i saw it twice i saw the director's cut i did as well yeah Uh uh-huh Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. we can just spend the whole podcast talking about <laughs> our views on Midsummer. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I loved it because uh, I know when I first saw the the trailer, I was like, oh, this reminds me of, um, now I'm going to blank on the name. Uh, oh, my God. One of my favorite movies, 70s movie with Christopher Lee. It's another similar uh, folk horror. And, uh, God, I can't remember what it is. But, uh I even interviewed the director before he died, but, uh, it's a great movie. And, uh, so I was a little apprehensive though, cause I thought the trailer looked so good. Sometimes that can set you up, but, uh, no, I was with the movie right away and, and throughout the whole film. And that's a movie you really should see on the big screen too. Oh, totally. Totally. I, be- I believe I saw it both times at, um, Alamo draft house, which is interesting seeing, um, it, and, you know, being able to have a drink with the movie and like be uh-huh. with friends, um, was definitely a whole experience, but I, I, I think that that's also a film that spans a bunch of different genres. And when I wanted to make deep tissue and I was like having conversations with my DP and I was like, 
I want it to be very bright and uh, a lot of pastels. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw, I saw Midsummer, and I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. A horror <laughs> film can be, you know, bright and flowers and totally still trippy and terrifying. Yeah. In a way it adds to it because it's a, such a, a contrast. Absolutely. So, as you mentioned, though, Deep Tissue, which will be at AFI Film Fest, it's going to play on the 16th and the 17th. Uh, the Film Fest runs from the 14th to the 21st. And uh, you mentioned, you know, watching uh, Midsummer with an audience. And uh, that's what's so cool about the festivals. You watch them not only with an audience, but, like, with people who are really into film and have, you know, the same love of film. So it's a, it's a, it's a really great experience. Yeah, and I'm I'm just beyond thrilled to be screening at AFI. We've honestly have just been so grateful this year. We've screened at so many really incredible festivals, and AFI is like particularly special for me and um, my producers. AFI is the first film festival I ever went to. So um, I, you know, graduated college. I went to SMU for um, for theater and moved to LA. And I've been in LA for about a year and was writing at a site called the Script Lab which um, I'm also a journalist. So that was kind of like my beginning uh, beginning of my journalism career. And my boss was like, do you want to go to AFI? And I was like, I can get a press pass. Like, what is a press pass? Like, what are film festivals? You know, I mean, I, I obviously heard of some of the more, you know, macro film festivals, but um, mm-hmm. that was my first year. I did my first interview. I met, you know, people at that year. Man, that was like in 2000, maybe like 13 that are still some of my close friends. I met one of my EP uh, on Deep Tissue Scott at that AFI. So it's really sort of nostalgic to like come back to that festival with a movie. And I think a festival too, like we shot Deep Tissue in LA and and we're really hoping for um, a special LA premiere so that the cast and crew can come out. And, you know, look, like I, I love festivals that are like AFI's like, we have a photo call on a red carpet. And I'm like, yes, you know, like, it's special for people that, uh, you know, put time and effort, especially into mm-hmm. indie movies, to be able to, to go out and walk the red carpet and get dressed up and the whole shebang. And um, I'm so, so, so excited. Yeah. So did you meet, because uh, a little similar here, I just started doing festivals two years ago, and I met some people mm-hmm. you know, at the festivals. And uh, then I did a short film, which is playing the festivals now, and now we're working on a feature. So did you... Um, um, did, did you, did you end up working with any of the people you met at the festivals when you started to make films? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I owe, I think my entire film community to the festival circuit. Um, I, I was, there's been a few festivals recently, um, like Indie Memphis, that's an amazing festival, Sidewalk, Film Festival in Birmingham, Kukororis, these are some festivals that Deep Tissue screened at, and my first film, Interior Teresa, screened at Indie Memphis and Sidewalk, and um, I wasn't able to go to those this year. Kukulorus um, conflicts with AFI, and, you know, I was talking to one of my other friends, and I was like, man, it feels like, I, I was actually like, making another film, which is one of the reasons why, like, I couldn't go, and it's like, oh, man, like, shucks, like, those are some of the festivals where I've met people that, you know, I went on to work with, and I was really bummed that I couldn't go to them because absolutely, like, I think um, festivals are making movies is a, is a group effort, as we all know. And I think what's so tricky is like finding those people to make movies with. And mm-hmm. my first film um, was called Interior Teresa. It's on Stephen Stark's Uh And 
I met a lot of the people I made that movie with um, on the festival circuit and a tissue. I believe, so my two producers, Rachel Walker and Joshua Lott, who are also two of my dear friends, were going to Denver Film Festival tomorrow, actually, uh, to screen the film. But I believe I met them, uh, I think I met Rachel doing near near Comic-Con and Josh at some point on the festival circuit. Um, and, you know, we met years ago and uh, were friends before we made a movie together. And then my AT on Deep Tissue, um, Chris Olson, who's just, like, such a rock star producer, I met at South by um, the same night when I told my producers, I wrote this, like, weird script. We were talking about just, like, what what we wanted to contribute to sort of, like, the horror landscape and the kind of films that we wanted to make and erotic thrillers. And I was like, well, I wrote this script. It's kind of terrible. It's kind of a joke. And they're like, we need to make that. <laughs> and then later that night, I, I met Chris Olsen because he had produced a film at South by called Mr. Roosevelt. That's really lovely. It's a Noah Wells film. And, and I was like, You're, you live in Texas, and I'm from Texas. Like, we should know each other. Um, so I think that, like, I, I can't say enough how crucial it is to find a community at these film festivals, especially, you know, the smaller ones that really mm-hmm. put an effort into the community. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's um, Once I started going, uh, there's a couple of them that I go every year, like Boston Underground Film Festival here. Plus, that's local because of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the, the community is great because it's, you know, it's the same people and everyone is supportive of uh, people's new projects. And it's just, uh, it's a really great experience all around. I mean, you get to, if you just want to watch movies, you get to see a lot of stuff, you know, uh, before it'll pop up on Shutter or, or sometimes like a year mm-hmm. before. Or maybe stuff that won't ever go anywhere and it'll be your only time to see it. And if you want more out of it, you know, you can interact with people or or you can collaborate with people. So there's, uh, there's so many pluses, I think, to the festivals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, the horror film festivals that we've been at this year, like, um, D tissue is at, well, the South by, but that's, you know, a bigger festival, mm-hmm. but like an apocalypse in Chicago overlook in new Orleans, um, we were at Brooklyn Horror recently. I'm sure there's some I'm like blanking on, but um, you know, those are the places where I think, like we were saying at the beginning of our chat, just like where where everyone kind of gets in a group and is like, you know, what do we want to contribute to cinema? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, it's fun to it's fun to have these conversations with people who are starting out and and looking for people to make stuff with. So I think I've met a lot of people um, this year in particular. Um, Adam E. Jim Mortimer, he has a film called Daniel is a Real, met him at Overlook, and he has a little group he gets together of, like, uh, genre filmmakers in Los Angeles I've been to a few times, and, you know, like, those, like, having nights like that and community like that are, are, like, so important because it's a space to be like, hey, you know, I met this person, do you know this producer, like, how do you feel about this, or, like, I'm about to sign this contract, I don't know, so, you know, we have to help each other out because that's, you know, that's the only way to, to get it all done. Yeah. So when you went to the AFI as, you know, press, were, were you, at, even at that point, were you wanting to make movies or did, did that come about doing the festivals? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've always wanted to make films. I made my first film when I was like 10. It was called Consequential Death. It was genius. I killed myself off very early so that I could you know, really focus on directing um, and just come back to ghosts. 
Uh, so I've been like making movies with my friends for a really long time, um, and horror films actually. For real reasons, I might have called them back in the day, but um, yeah. So I always knew that's something I wanted to do. Um, you know, and when I was living in LA, I was in LA for like three and a half years, and I've been in New York for almost five, which is wild. Um, I I have a really hard time, I think, finding the people to make stuff with in LA, and you know, I I wasn't in a big hurry to make a film. Like I knew I wanted to do it. Um, with just for one, the stories I wanted to tell and some people might, you know, I've never been someone that's like, oh, I can go make a movie for a thousand dollars. I think I did that like once and then the footage was terrible and, and I never did anything with it. Um, and there's people that can do that. And I was like, well, you know, I, I want to learn as much as I can. I know that making a film is, it, it's years of your life. Um, so I think that like going to AFI is like when I kind of like, and then going to festivals as a journalist, I, man, I got such a film education, just like interviewing people. That's kind of like what my focus is. Cause I think it can be, um, it, it is a fine line to walk with like film criticism and also being a filmmaker. So, you know, I focused on interviews and like, wow, just like the people I've gotten to talk to, I've learned so much about that and kind of like use that as like my film school in a way. And, um, and too, it's like, it's, I really enjoyed it as a journalist, you know, as I'm sure you understand, it's like finding those voices and those movies, you know, at festivals that maybe don't get a distributor or don't get a proper mm-hmm. release, but finding creators that excite me and being able to like interview them and publish the piece and, and feel like, you know, I'm getting back to the community in some way um, because I know I got so much um, from talking to all those people as well. So um, I kind of like took my time before I made my first film. I moved to New York and made a church like that's like almost five years ago, which is wild. Um, but yeah, that's interesting about, uh, you said about, you know, it was harder to find people in LA to, to make stuff. Cause I think most people would think that's a place where you go to, to make movies. So have you found it's actually, uh, there's more people in New York for you to, to, to collaborate with? I think I mean, what's funny is, like, the tissue I shot in L.A., you know, with a lot of Mm -hmm. people in L.A., I think, um, you know, what I've realized looking back, it's more about, like, where you're kind of at in your your life and in your career and the kind of stories you want to tell. I think now both cities offer completely different things. I mean, this is... These are conversations, you know, New York versus L.A. that we'll be having until the end of time. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think... Uh, mainly, you know, one of I wanted to live in New York, but also like a lot of the artists that I was meeting at festivals um, were making movies out of New York. And I was like, man, like I want to go be a part of that community um, and be around those people. And I, you know, I found, and I think it's similar for both cities now, but I think when I first moved here um, and I had an interior Teresa script ready to go, I found just like, wow, like it was such an amazing uh, group of people that were like, let's do it, you know, like, let's find a weekend and like, we'll put in our time and, and, you know, and it could have been also like where I was at with myself. I think it's a combination of all things, but I think, uh, you know, the New York community is like, let's go, let's do it. It's a fast paced place. And I, I find that like, it's been really amazing. People are like, have full time jobs and on the weekend, they're like, let's go make a movie. Um, and I think the same is in LA. Um, but I think particularly for me coming to New York was like, um, the city really like gave me the confidence and support to like start making stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we are about, about halfway in, fell 15 minutes in here. So I probably should have asked this to begin with, but 
can you give people an idea of what deep tissue is about? Which I know is hard since it's it's a short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. They're like, wait, what is this movie you're about? Um, <laughs> so it's definitely hard to not give away, but it's basically yeah. um, about this girl who uh, orders a massage, um, but when the mysterious masseuse, um, you don't actually hear their names in the film, but the girl's name is Viv, um, and the man's name is Sebastian. Um, once he arrives, you start to realize there might be something else going on here, and maybe it's not a normal massage, if it's a massage at all. Um, so the film kind of, like, unravels in this, like, erotic thriller, uh, anxiety-induced pattern until we, we have the reveal of what actually is going down. Um, yeah. 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 As someone who, uh, I don't like to be touched by, like, people I don't know, so the, the idea of a <laughs> massage has always has always been, like, weird to me. So uh, I could really relate to just the, like the the build up to you know to the actual massage. It's like uh, you know it's just this weird thing that someone's going to touch you don't necessarily know that well or intimately anyway. Um, you also you know star in it. So this particular film uh, is it. What's the experience like to watch it with an audience? Since you know you're in the movie and you know there's an intimate scene in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's my favorite thing, um, especially during the, you know, reveal climactic moments, how people react to it um, is great. Um, when we premiered at South by, I, I don't know, I feel like I blacked out. I had, I thought it was like the film bombs. Like, you know, like when you're watching a film for the first time in front of people, mm-hmm. um, I had like got my hair and makeup done. I felt <laughs> I was like sitting there. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um but then what was really special, um, you know, and this has been the case for everything, but I think, I mean, screening itself by was just unreal. I'm just so grateful that we got that opportunity. Um, what was really awesome is, like, we screened four times, which is, like, a lot for a festival. We had um, Desert of Midnight Shorts Block, and we had a, like, a buzz screening ad, and a lot of the filmmakers, like, everybody was there, and everybody stuck around for the whole festival. I do not encourage 11 days at South by by the end of it I was just destroyed and exhausted <laughs> but what was so special is like um you know I, I think all of us felt similarly after the premiere we were like we don't we have no idea like we were just trying to get through it like we now want to see how people are reacting to our movies so because we were staying at Alamo Draft House um and we wanted to give our tickets away to like friends to be able to see it we all like cram- I just this is like my one of my favorite experiences of the festival circuit is like all of the filmmakers we crammed in the hallway so that we could order drinks while we were watching the movies. Uh-huh. It's probably like a fire hazard, but we all were like supporting each other and we could see the audience. I'm sure they could see us just like eyes peeking out yeah. from, from the hallway. Um, and just people's faces and, uh, you know, it was, it was really amazing and like being able to like cheer each other on and like comment when we saw other people watching our films. Like that was a really special experience and, I think there's a lot of talk, you know, especially in the last few days with Scorsese's piece coming out about like the cinematic experience and preserving that. And like, man, there's, there's nothing quite like that. And I think too, you know, like you're saying, being in the film, um, it feels really strange where you're like, is this a movie? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, Uh you put so much time and effort and you watch this thing over and over. And I think like, to be in it, like I don't even, I kind of forget that I'm in it because I'm, I just, 
I'm like, that's the character, you know? Um, And you kind of have to remove yourself from that, I think, in order to objectively, like, make it, um, at least in my opinion. But um, when we screen it to an apocalypse in this, the I think it, forgive me, I can't remember the name of the theater. I think it was the music box. I could be wrong. Um, But it's this, like, super, I mean, maybe both in the 20s, again, I could be wrong, but just this beautiful, decadent, massive theater and like that was the first time I saw the movie like that big and the sound that massive and that I think that was the first time I was like oh it's a film um like it exists in its own thing and I'm sharing it with the world and and so I think like festivals are so important for that as well because you know especially with shorts as you know like a lot of them just go straight online but it's it's important for no matter the length of the film to have a cinematic experience for the creator and for an audience. So I think I'm rambling about that, but I'm passionate about it. No, I agree. I mean, I don't think there's any, uh, there's, there's no better way to watch any movie than on the big screen. Yeah. Because uh, you're, you can't escape from it. It's there in front of you. So, you know, if you're on your computer, your phone, you can go and uh, play a game or text somebody, but, uh, you know, it's big and it's there and it's, uh, you're immersed in it. Plus, uh, with every other people there too, you're, you're sharing the experience. Mm-hmm. So where, where does, uh, where, where, where do you plan for, uh, deep tissue to go after the festival run? Cause like, like you said, a lot of times they would just go online or just kind of disappear. But, uh, now there are some places where shorts can go. Like, uh, you have one that's on Hulu. Um, I do, I do, yeah. And I just made a film called Ride um, that was part of Hulu, did a partnership with Sundance Institute, and they did this, um, like, Halloween film trust. Um, man, it was such an amazing experience. Um, I remember getting the email that, like, you're sure to make, and I was like, oh, my God, you know? And it's like, and it delivers in a month, and I was like, this will be so good for us all. <laughs> um, because a lot of films take forever to finish because you're doing it in between other things, and, and you have to be conscious of your collaborator's time and kind of, like, get it done when you can. Um, but, yeah, so so Hulu screens, um, I think there were seven, sure, six, seven, um, with some other really, really awesome, I was like, so honored to be, you know, in a lineup with other awesome filmmakers. Um, and yeah, it was great. And I love that they do that. The, the shorts, um, I don't think they're still on Hulu because they took them down after Hulu was done, but they're still on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, it's really great too, that like Hulu was sort of driving viewers both to YouTube and to their platform. And I think more and more um, streaming services are experimenting with short form. I mean, like Queen um, we'll be launching soon and it's all short-form stuff. So I think it's, I think it's really great. As far as Deep Tissue goes, um, we're still figuring out where we'll premiere online. Um, we have some ideas, but there, there are so many really, really awesome, supportive um, online places to show a film. I think it just, I always encourage filmmakers, like, you know, just choose what's best for the project. Mm-hmm. So why uh, the 4-3 ratio? Oh, great question. Um, I was really influenced by, well, I love Andrea Arnold um, and everything she does, American Honey, I rewatched recently. Um, she had a song called Fish Tank that came out. And, you know, I 
I think it was like I remember watching that film when I was kind of deciding what um, aspect ratio I wanted to shoot this in, and I was like, I the aspect ratio of fish paint makes me feel something, and it made me feel like I was really. Um, it almost gives kind of like a tunnel vision feeling, uh, especially when you're really what you want to communicate to an audience is what's happening, you know, with a singular character and kind of like allowing the audience to live really immersed in their point of view. And I, you know, when I saw Fish Tank, I was like, it does that so well. Um, and I think with nutrition, um, similarly, I, I really wanted to be in like our, our lead girl minds. And I knew that in order to sort of pull off the anxiety and the tension and not make the film feel just like a shock value movie, that we had to really understand what she was going through. Um, and as you brought up, like, uh, and funny enough, like you're saying, strangers touching you and like massages is like weird to you. Um, the, the short was inspired by like a masseuse coming to my apartment and like how oh, really? strange it was for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of that, like I knew how I felt that experience was feeling kind of like what the force ratio does, which is just kind of cramped. Um, I got this massage. I always got this as like part of like a free, it was like a free massage. Like I'm not luxurious, luxurious. I can't afford <laughs> Uh-huh. She's coming to my tiny right. Um but I got it. Um, it was at Sundance that year, actually, and there was like some kind of like gifting suite, and I got a free massage, and I was like rad. Um, and I didn't even think like when the guy came to my house, like I barely, I don't have a living room. I have like a kitchen nook, like I have stuff in my apartment, but it's very small. And uh, just like I barely could fit in a college table. And then I was like, do I get full nude? Like, I've never done this before. I mean, a lot of kind of like feelings that she's going through in the film. And then I was like laying there. And basically, I had out, like, deep tissue started as a feature. And I, but completely different, like, set in Texas. Almost like if you take the two characters in deep tissue, made them older and put them in Texas. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about sort of themes of uh, codependency and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm trying to speak about it without giving it away. But sure. um, when I was laying there, you know, I was like, what is this? Just got weirder. And then I, <laughs> he left and I was like, thank you so much. And I wrote the script. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. Well, you know, even if uh, the the even the massage was odd for you, at least you, something else came out of it. The uh, deep tissue. Oh, absolutely! And the massage is great. I mean, man, oh, I okay. love to have <laughs> just come to my apartment and give me massages like once a week, like Lady Gaga. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I have to rethink this whole massage thing. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Yeah. So I don't want to give it away either, but I do love the. Tr- track at the end of the uh of the movie with the oh thank you thank you um my editor dropped my editor josh wilmot um who actually just texted me he's um such a wonderful collaborator um and we are going back and forth about another feature i'm writing which i'm going to work on when i get off the phone with you (laughs) um i'm like thank you for helping me procrastinate um right now (laughs) but uh he's he's got such a such an eye for um film and an ear for film um and he 
dropped it in as like tent music. And you know what they say about tent music? Like, don't fall in love because <laughs> then you're going to be obsessed with it and not uh-huh. going to move on. Um, but he, he dropped that in just as tent music. It's kind of like a wink, uh, a wink, wink. And, uh, and we, you know, we kept it. Uh, he did that with some other tracks with Ride and, and Ride is, um, uh, just for anybody, uh, it's a like spin class from home, six minutes short. Uh, there are a few tracks that we dropped in from this band, Gestaffelski. I'm, I can't even try to pronounce it. It's like a German, alt- I don't even know how to describe them. They're their own thing. And, um, we fell in love with the tracks, unfortunately. We, uh, or fortunately for us, we had a wonderful composer who kind of like, took that vibe and like made his own stuff. But um but yeah. I, I'm trying not to say the name of the track of it in a different yeah, way. Yeah. Way what happens. yeah, yeah. I yeah, I have it written down I but I didn't want to say it either. Yeah. yeah. Too <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So yes. I don't know how much you can say about it, but what what, what kind of uh, feature are you writing? Yeah, I can talk about it. It's really good for me to talk about it. Um it's uh it's called High Priestess and um it's Oh gosh, I'm like, how how can I sum it up? You know, when you're, it sounds like you're also a, a filmmaker and a writer. When you're in the middle of something, you can't like, it's hard to like pitch it or speak about it in a like mm-hmm. eloquent way when you're just buried under yes. the weight of 120 pages. But um, it's it's sort of about uh, a woman that she moves to New York City and she wants to be a sanitation worker, so she gets that job and. Um, it's, it's about someone being driven to means of violence, um, and really about sort of what happens when we don't deal with trauma and our past. Um, you know, I, I was really sort of feeling in the last two months, especially going to these festivals and seeing all these films. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, especially women or anyone that's in the minority has a lot of rage right now. I think we're all trying to better our world and fight against a lot of things that are against us and I just was like feeling like wow like when I left on I really saw a woman on the screen that deals with that um and that is sort of like you know battling with <sighs> taking accountability for oneself what to do with those feelings of rage or being wrong um you know and I was like I it's been a long time since I've really seen something. I think a film that did it so well that was an influence to me was The Nightingale, Jennifer Kent's film that was um, at Sundance and came out maybe a month or two ago. Um, you know, there's this woman, that, I mean, it's a brutal film, but it is also so beautiful. Um, this woman has something like just horrific happened to her. And then the, the filming sort of like watch. Um, you know, it, you could call it a revenge film, but it's so much more than that because she's coping with like how to deal with what happened to her and like where to put that rage um and I was like you know I really really connected with that and I think Jennifer Kent is like so brilliant I mean the Babadook is just undeniably one of the most I think important you know genre films and films to come out in the past couple of years so I was like you know what I, I would love to, to take that baton and like tell a story like that so you know it's a uh, <laughs> trust me when I say like writing about these topics has been very difficult but I also think that's how you know maybe maybe you have something is that yes. you know yeah. who knows like um it's been quite a journey mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm uh, curious to see it when you finally make it because I really enjoyed uh, Deep Tissue, and then I went and watched the ride on on YouTube, uh, which is cool. It's the same thing about the festivals. If you uh, find something that you like, especially with shorts, because you can watch so many of them, and you and you like one of them, you could go and then uh, you'll seek out other stuff that the filmmaker made and, and, and see other stuff that they've done. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you watching Deep Tissue and also Ride. Um, it's interesting because I feel like in some ways they're like completely different films. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then a few people watch them and been like, no, it seems like it seems like he made Deep Tissue. Whatever that means, and I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> um, I think you know you want to you want to have. A, I, I I know I admire filmmakers that have part of a voice that I see carry through different um, stories, even if they seem like oddly different movies. Uh, Where can people follow, uh, you know, uh, Deep Tissue or yourself, what you're doing? Not like at your house, but, you know, online. Yeah, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm really terrible at Twitter, um, but (laughs) I'm I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily good at any social media, but I'm on it. (laughs) Um, and Deep Tissue Film, like the Deep Tissue Film is the Instagram for Deep Tissue. And then I'm just my name um, on Instagram. But my handle is kind of weird. It's A-T-W-W-L-O-A. Um, my production company is ATW Productions. And the W is because I had an interview show called All the Way with Alloway <laughs> like oh, years okay. ago. And right. I just kind of like popped the handle. It's kind of a joke because that was like my slogan in fifth grade. I'm running for, you know, class president um, or secretary, whatever. Um, but, yeah, um, they definitely, like, as we're, we're doing our AFI and we'll be in Denver and then um, we're screening in another festival. Oh, my God, I almost said that on that last site. Um, that will be sort of, like, I think our, our closing run um, at the end of November. So there will be posts. There will be pictures. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be at AFI? Yes, I will be there. I will absolutely be there um, for basically the entirety of the festival because I know we're screening on the 16th and 17th. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, like it's it's really awesome that we made the film in L.A. So um, I, whenever I go out to L.A., I try to stay for a little bit longer and take some meetings and, you know, see some of my good friends and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, have a good time. Well, very good. I appreciate doing the show. And I really dug Deep Tissue, and I hope people check it out at a festival near them. Check it out, AFI, and uh, and I'm interested in what else uh, what else you create in the future. Amazing! Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. Cool. Thank you very much.
Keep on going.